0: Hello, my name is Andrew Gomeson, and it is my privilege each and every week to be your host for the Speaking for Him podcast. I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast as well as Culture Watch. It's great to have people supporting the ministry. If you are benefited by either of my podcasts, please make sure that you let me know with the contact information that will roll at the end of the show. You can also give your feedback on the content as well. Questions, comments, concerns, all of that is acceptable and I look forward to hearing from you. I really would like to build a community around this podcast, but that can only happen when feedback happens. So please make sure that you make your feedback known. You can even leave a voicemail at my blog, speakingforhim.blogspot.com which will be repeated again at the end of the show. And if I find it applicable, I may share your voicemail on a future episode if you give me permission to do so. With that being said, I just want to let you know that today I am reviewing the movie Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. Now, I don't remember when I first heard about this movie, but I was really excited about it Because it really has a message that goes along with the mission of Speaking for Him. Which is to build strong families. And so I was really excited to be able to do a review of it. And it was recently on Great American Family. And because I have the friendly digital television service, I was able to record it and then review it for you today. And so I'm excited about that. I would definitely, as a side note, encourage you to check out Friendly. You can get 40-plus family-friendly TV channels for $6.99 a month for the low plan, and the premium plan is $110 for the entire year on annual. Definitely worth it. My family and I have greatly enjoyed it and it does not have a lot of the objectionable content that comes with other cable providers. So I just wanted to get a plug-in for them while I'm thinking about it. But as I said, today we are going to talk about the movie Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. I have a lot to say about this film, but before we jump in, let's hear a trailer for... Strong fathers, strong daughters. A man can argue with friends and colleagues whether God exists. But when he looks at his daughters, you, Zoe, and Abby, the best three things in my life, he just knows. Buenas noches! (laughs) I got a surprise for you. This is why we sent you to business schools. I'm getting married. What? In three weeks. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know this kid. This is for you. Think of it as gaining a son. Oh. 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 What happened? Stop <laughs> being happy! It's like I don't even know my daughter. What's there? She's 16. She's not done cooking yet. Can we microwave her? I can't wait for you guys to meet his parents. Wonderful to meet you. Oh. We have Three daughters? This is wisdom, my friend. We've Looks like he's been through battle. Consider it a field winning. Zozo parte the pod. Oh, get your hands off my daughter. Please, hey, bro. Get the car now? No, no, no. I hate you. I'm getting really tired of feeling like the bad guy here. You still don't get it. I took my eye off the ball. I'm gonna get better at how I show up. Daughters are gifts to guide, love, teach, but they're not for us to keep. You, you, At some point you realize your daughter's taken her last ride on your shoulders. I'm learning to let go of my plans and start trusting God with His. So there is a trailer for Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, and I just want to say that I thought it was a very good film, I thought it was a heartwarming film, Uh, but we'll get into some of the nuances of that in just a minute after I share the quote of the day. So the quote of the day I think is actually kind of a conglomeration of a couple different quotes. And one thing I noticed when I listened to that trailer versus watching the film is I think that there was some footage that was in the trailer that never made the movie, at least in the form that it was in the trailer. And I feel like this quote is kind of a combination of two different quotes in two different scenes of the movie, but I still think it makes a cohesive quote. And it says this, at some point you realize your daughter's taking her last ride on your shoulders. I'm starting to let go of my plans and trust God with his. And I think that was so powerful and profound that I wanted to share it. Now I'm not a father yet. I still hope to be one, whether it is to someone else's kids or whether it is to my own biological children But I definitely have watched my parents' and my siblings' parent and I realize how deep that bond can be and I know that if I ever experience it in actuality it will be even deeper than anything I can currently comprehend. But the basic premise of this film is that this uh, gentleman has three daughters and he has to learn how to navigate them growing up but also the need and the desire to protect them. And so that's what we see brought out in this film. Now I want to start out by simply saying that I think the beginning premise is a little bit unrealistic. I don't know how many of you in my audience are familiar with the film Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, but one of the main plot points of that film and the play which we actually did at Master Arts uh, last year, is that this young lady comes home with a fiancé and says, I'm getting married, and I want your blessing, but her parents have never met the guy. Now, the tone and focus of the play and the movie is that this is primarily a racial thing, but I remember thinking as I helped out with the play that as harsh as the racial realities of the time of the sixties were that perhaps a greater issue of that story was something that wasn't even really addressed adequately, which is how do you come home to your parents and tell them that you've made this life changing decision without even informing them ahead of time that you were forming this relationship. And so when it starts off with a similar premise here, where this young lady comes home from a missions trip where apparently she was gone for seven months, they don't really explain why she was on a missions trip for that long, but she apparently meets, falls in love with, and gets engaged to a wonderful man named Oswaldo. And so This is Abby Parson, the oldest daughter, becoming uh, in love and engaged to Oswaldo Flores. And so the beginning premise of this movie is that she comes home to tell her dad that unlike their previous plans, which was that she would go to college, get her master's degree, come back and join his business she has decided that she wants to get married to this guy, that she wants to marry him in three weeks so that they can leave for the mission field together. And I thought that this premise was a bit far-fetched, much as I did when I did Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, because I don't think it's realistic to come home with that kind of news and have your parents, particularly your father, Respond in a way other than what he did, which was to get upset and to be very angry that things were gonna go in a different direction. I understand the need to ramp up the drama, but I feel like in a sense uh this ramped up the drama a little bit too much to start things off. but I just want to before I get any deeper into the premise. Uh, talk about those who starred in this film. Bart Johnson played Steve Parson. Carrie Alexander played Abby Parson, the oldest daughter. Robin Lively played Connie Parson. Kayla D'Avender played Zoe Parson. And Everson White played Bridget Parson. So that is the family in question. And one interesting behind-the-scenes fact about this film is that Brad Johnson and Robin Lively are actually married to one another in real life, so they were able to bring the dynamic of a married couple to life on screen, and I really appreciate that about this film because one of the things that often bothers me, even in Christian films, is that people who are not married have this intimate relationship that they're play-acting, and it often includes intimacy such as kissing. And so I just really liked the fact that this is a married couple who was able to play a married couple on screen, so the intimacy could be genuine from an emotional standpoint, and also it just reinforced their marriage rather than taking away from their marriage. So I really did appreciate that. Another thing that I want to mention about this movie at the top is that it is based on a nonfiction self-help style book uh, called strong Fathers, strong daughters. So there was no story in this book to base this on. It was more so building a fictional story. So you could talk about the principles in the book. And although some people may say that there's a certain lameness to it because it could be seen as an infomercial for the book. Despite the fact that it was named for the book, I felt like the book didn't really come up all that much, and so I think it stayed away from becoming an infomercial, even though it could have. My general thoughts on this film is that as we watch it develop, we realize a couple things, that dads have to adjust to their children growing up and daughters have to learn to respect their dads. As I said, I'm not sure that coming home engaged was the best thing. Uh, There is mention of the fact that Oz probably should have called Mr. Parson and not just shown up with the daughter already engaged. I really think that even if she really cares about this guy, that talking through some of these things and preparing is not necessarily a bad thing. It's kind of an interesting dynamic, this film is, because I'll tell you, I watched it twice, and the first time I watched it, I was kind of firmly in the daughter's camp. The dad wasn't understanding, and he was somewhat detached from his daughter's. One thing they don't really explore in the film is that he is a wealthy businessman, and he kind of has this attitude that money is everything, and that does cause friction in his family. And obviously, money isn't everything, and through the course of the film, he does begin to realize that his daughter has some important things that are on her heart, and she's really dedicated to this call. But I feel like they didn't really have good conversations for either of their sides. You know, I felt like there could have been much lengthier conversations so that each side could understand each other better. So in my first watch of the movie, I really felt for the daughter a lot. And in the second watch, I started to see more where the father uh, was correct. So I would say that it was very important for both of them to show communication and compassion for one another. And there definitely was some areas where I felt like that was not parsed out enough. I think that most of the stuff that they talked about as far as training and praying and getting ready for the mission field would take much longer than three weeks. So I don't think it was a realistic premise from that point of view either. So I felt like, it would have been a little more realistic to come home and say, we want to get married sometime in the next year and then go to the mission field. Because the odds that this mission would approach them and say, we want you to help us, but we want you to be on the mission field in three weeks, I didn't think it was a realistic premise. And and so you have these relationships firing against each other based on a somewhat unrealistic premise because I guarantee you that any father of a daughter that's listening to this is probably going to freak out if their daughter comes home and says, I'm getting married in three weeks to a guy that you've never met Uh, because that's really the premise that we're dealing with here. And so I just want to put that out there. When I got done uh, with the film the first time, um, you know, I thought it was an excellent film. And the second time I, I did still think it was an excellent film, but I think I understood more of the nuances the second time around. So another thing that was interesting about this film is that at the end of the film, he lets a balloon go. And that's kind of symbolic of letting his daughter go and get married. So what were some positive things about this film? Well, it's very positive that this guy wants to love his daughters and love his family and provide for them. One thing that I really liked about this film is it showed that there is a lot of nuance in life. He he was a little bit detached by his desire for financial success. And again, I think that could have been talked about in a more direct way. But at the same time, I feel like it's more realistic than someone who is just totally distracted, doesn't care about their family, and just cares about finances, and then realizes that they need to start caring about their family. That's kind of tropey, but in this case, you never got the impression that he didn't care about his girls, but there definitely was a point where he said, I need to care more. I need to pay attention more. I need to get to know them more. I need to care about what is really important. And I I think even for the oldest Abby, though, she should have been more understanding of the fact that her dad really wants to protect her. Now, in the case of Oz, he was a genuinely good guy. They met his parents. They realized that his parents were good people. So it turned out really well. But in a realistic scenario, you really do need to get to know the person that your daughter is marrying. As a father, you have the responsibility to protect your daughter. That is not a commonly appreciated thing in today's culture, but it is nonetheless necessary. The Bible has very clear things to say about the fact that a woman is under the authority of her father until the time that she's under the authority of her husband. And again, neither of these are authoritarian. It's not like you have to do exactly what I say because you are under my authority. But it is about protecting. And I like the conversation that he has with his middle daughter, partial way through the movie, where he's like, you know what? I'm sorry for embarrassing you. I'm sorry for humiliating you. I could have handled things better with you because she is involved with social media gets in with a rough crowd. And the trailer actually has him confronting the guy that his daughter's with and, and taking her away from him. They did not have that in the movie. They just had him bringing her home, but it was in the trailer that you heard earlier. And so he says, I could handle it better, but I'm not going to apologize for protecting you. And I think that is so important Uh, There is no reason for a father to apologize for protecting his daughter. And as a man who wants to be married, my greatest hope is that my future wife is someone whose father wants to protect her. Now, I struggle because I have this fear in the back of my head that I will meet a girl, that I will want to move forward in a relationship with her, and that her father will not want us to because of my disability, something that is far and away out of my control. And that does creep up in my head sometimes. And so there will potentially need to be some really hard conversations where I'll have to say, you know, I I can't really do anything about my disability. It is what it is, and I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I really do still feel like we will be a good couple. I love your daughter and I want to be with her for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. So I do realize that there are some tough conversations that need to be had. And, and my hope is that I will find a girl who will back me up to her father and that we will be able to move forward in a relationship that honors God and really just blesses the kingdom of God. But I do think it's important for gentlemen to get the blessing of their girl's parents before they marry, because the reality is that you are marrying into a new family and they will be family of yours for the rest of your life. And so the decision that you make around who you marry doesn't just involve that one person, but it involves how their entire family reacts to you. So we see some really good positive things out of this film. We see that Abby wants to serve Jesus. They want to go to Kenya and share the love of Jesus with the people there. And Steve wants to be a good dad. These two things are very clearly brought out in this film. Like I said, he struggles because in his mind at a certain point, he thinks that being a good dad is providing for them financially, which is definitely part of it. But his wife makes the point they don't want stuff. They just want you. And that is so important for us to realize that Stuff has its place, but it's not as important as people. So I think that is a really neat lesson that he learns, albeit gradually. The one thing that I will say about this is I think it would have been a better film if it had been more fireproof style where he starts to read the book and he gradually learns more about his daughters throughout the movie until they realize that he has their best interest at heart. And I don't feel like that's how they did it. I feel more like he keeps messing up, messing up, messing up for like three quarters of the movie. And in the final quarter of the movie, he finally reads the book and all of a sudden he's a totally uh, different dad as a result of some of the craziness that happens in the film. So I thought it, it might've been more realistic if the process was more gradual, but I understand Every movie maker has a different vision for how things will go. What are some negatives about this film? Well, I've kind of already covered uh, some of the negatives um, and just the way that the premise was on the nose and this idea that she was marrying this guy that they didn't even know. But not only that, that she wanted to get married in a matter of weeks. Um, I think that there was definitely a part of me that was sad for the fact that Abby didn't seem to understand her father's concerns. I think that every concern that her dad brought up in the film had its legitimacy, had its legitimate place. And I think that if we were working on a realistic timeline for missions and mission fields, I think they would have been able to flush that out over like a year's period of time while they were getting cleared by the mission board, while they were getting their passports taken care of, and all of the things that actually come with going to the mission field, they could have actually had some frank discussions of, yes, I know this is going to be potentially dangerous, but I still believe God has called me to it. Instead, they yelled at each other, and I don't feel like there was good understanding on either side. Uh, You know, one viewing of it, I kind of was on her side and said, he's not understanding. And then the second viewing that I did of it, I was like, well, actually, I'm kind of more on his side because she should have taken the opportunity to understand him more and realize that his greatest desire was for her to be doing what God had called her to do. And kind of going back to the opening quote where he said he was learning to let God's plans take hold, which is a really difficult thing for any of us to do, let alone as the father of a daughter who is trusting that precious gift to another man. And there is a certain reality to the fact that no man will ever be good enough for your daughter. And so ever entrusting that daughter to any man is an exercise in faith. So I just felt like there could have been more of those important conversations, more balance in that overall storyline. I, I thought it was a little bit weird that the father kept trying to impress her with money that he invited Bunch of his rich friends that had nothing to do with Abby, or at least only knew her in the periphery, and got her a bunch of fancy gifts as if that would persuade her to stay home. Again, I think they were trying to show the contrast between the father wanting her to have a good life and not wanting her to go to deepest, darkest Africa to serve the Lord. But I think they could have done a better job of showing that he actually had good motives to be concerned, but that these concerns should not necessarily stop her from going. This is something that I always say in regards to my own disability. When you are embarking on a conversation with me about my disability, I will be glad to let you know that I understand that there are difficulties. If someone chooses to be in a relationship with me, whether it be platonic or romantic, I know that they have to make sacrifices to do that. I know there will be hard things that other couples will not have to face if I am to be a husband and a father. But that doesn't make being a husband and father something not worth pursuing. It just means that it will take harder work, but it will be worth it. The things worth having are things worth fighting for. And so, again, I think that Abby could have been more concerned about what her dad thought, and I think that her dad should have pumped the brakes on how important he thought monetary value was. I especially thought this when they got a bunch of impractical gifts for their wedding and they said, we want to sell them so that we can put it towards our mission because he even says, Oz the groom says that this wedding that her dad wants to throw the food alone could pay for a year in the mission field. And so they were simply saying, we want to be good stewards of the resources we've been given, we can't use these gifts on the mission field. And I felt like his reaction to it was disproportionate to what they were asking, even in the most realistic of scenario. So when I look at this film and I think about the lessons that it teaches, first of all, I think the lesson that jumps out is communication is key he was pretty good at communicating with his wife. I liked the husband and wife dynamic that was shown there. And I felt like they were very supportive of one another in the things that they were doing. And they really wanted what was best for their daughter. When they gave their middle daughter back her cell phone, after some time away from it, they put really good parameters in place. And when Abby and her father actually did communicate. They came to an understanding of what the right approach was. Now, I want to say here that I thought the conversation they had at the end of the movie was good, but I also thought it would have been okay for her to say, I'm not quite ready to get married, but I want to get ready to get ready to get married. And So even though they had that conversation where she was scared, they still went forward with the wedding. And I thought it could have kind of been a change of the timeline, but still with the goal in mind. See, I feel like in this culture, we go to extremes. Either we say, I'm getting engaged and I'll get married sometime in the next three to five years, or we're so sure that we found the right one that we can get married in a matter of months. Now, I definitely believe that a lot of engagements are too long because once you've found your person and you know that person's going to be the one, why wait a long time to make it official? Uh, I think that you're asking for trouble if you have an open-ended engagement. I think it's important when you get engaged to nail down a date as quickly as possible. And I think this modern idea of waiting for a particular venue, even if it's booked solid for a couple of years, can be very dangerous to a couple because relationships need to go forward or they will go nowhere. And a lot of times when people have prolonged engagements uh, problems arise and they don't actually end up getting married. So I definitely think that shorter engagements are not a bad thing. But I also think that her dad was probably completely right when he said, you're trying to jump into too much after a three week period of time. Not only do you want to marry a guy that you barely know, but you also want to go to a land that you know nothing about. And so I think those were legitimate things. And so communication is definitely key. And I'm glad that they started to resolve their communication difficulties as the movie ended. The other thing I want to mention is that at the end of the film, one of the things that happens is they're not able to contact her, and it turns out that it's because the cell service is so bad where they are on the mission in Mexico, which is somewhat realistic, but you would think, given the fact that it's an orphanage and a school, and there's people living there and relying on it, that there would be some solid way, maybe a landline, where they could actually get a hold of someone. So I thought that was a little bit unrealistic, because what about in the event of an emergency? The next lesson that I brought forth from this movie was that daughters are not For us to keep the Bible says that children are the heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Uh, Children are a blessing from God, uh, but they are gods. They are created by God in the image of God for the purpose of God. So when we get the privilege to parent a child, it is our goal to send them out to make a difference for the Lord Jesus. And so they're not for us to keep. Sons are not for us to keep either. Um, And so I think that's an important lesson. The next one that is very key, and this could have been emphasized a little bit more in this film, which is parenting is a spiritual battle. The devil wants nothing more than to get a hold of us or our children, and to devalue us and to make us think that we are not worth it or worthy. But the reality is that God has a purpose for us, and we are commanded to train up our children in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. So parenting is a spiritual battle. And then a very profound statement is made by Mrs. Parson to her husband when she says, you are more important than your work because he makes the comment, I worked my butt off for this family. Why are they not appreciative? And she says, well, your children don't want your work. They just want you. And although it's never directly stated in the film, I think one of the underlying things is they would much rather have a smaller house if their dad was more available to them. And so... I think there's a lot here Um, and I'm going to give this film a four out of five because of some of the things that I mentioned before. I think it's quite a challenge to take a self-help book and turn it into a story-driven film and it's an interesting choice to do that and I felt like there were a lot of good story elements here. But again, because it's a drama, I felt like some of that was ramped up, and, you know, there, are, there were times, like I said, where the movie wants you to sympathize with the daughter, but then you sit back and you say, well, the father actually has a very legitimate cause to be concerned here, and I don't think that gets brought out well. So there are pluses and minuses, as I said, but I would definitely encourage you to check out Strong Father's Strong Daughters on Pure Flicks or if you have Great American Family, they've started airing it, and often there are more than one airing of movies once they get on the network so you can check it out on there as well so in the end of the movie, they end up getting married in a simple wedding and going off to begin their life together. And I I thought it was really well wrapped up and there was definitely better family harmony at the end. He definitely learns better how to be a dad and be there for his children. There's a scene where he tucks his youngest daughter into bed. There's a scene where he talks to the younger daughter and they have a better understanding of each other. He realizes her gifts as a photographer, thanks to her Instagram, and he encouraged her to take photos at the wedding. And for the older daughter, he ends up talking to her and convincing her to get married, even though she is scared. And so I think all around, it was a very well-done film. And as I said, one of the things that's interesting is that his father is the one that encourages... Mr. Parson to be a better dad and he gives him the book Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters and says I've used this to raise my own daughters I have three daughters that are married now and you could really use this and he's the one that says our daughters are unknown loan to us and also that it's a spiritual battle So I really thought that this movie was well acted and well done from beginning to end. There's just some parts of the premise that were a little bit unbelievable. And I thought it was kind of interesting in the last scene where Abby is saying goodbye to her family. She hugs her parents and her middle sister, but somehow the younger sister didn't make it into that scene. So I don't know if that was a continuity error or what it was. Overall, I think it's a good film. I think it's an important message for your family to have where you are prioritizing each other and putting in the work to be a strong family because as I've said many times on this podcast, the family is the foundational unit upon which society is based. And when we get that out of whack, then all of society crumbles. That's really, and I know I've said this before, but I'll say it again, that is really the reason why I started speaking for him was because I saw the erosion of families happening around me. And I remembered the message of Judges chapter 1 That there was a generation that arose that knew not God. And I said, as I was experiencing that, that I did not want this to occur on my watch. That's all I have time for this week, but until next time, have a great week and keep serving the best of masters.